0: hello and welcome to future screen the podcast that flies into the future of -of out-of-home marketing travel media and onboard entertainment in each episode we'll be meeting the insiders from these colliding industries i'm your host jessica samet and today on the podcast we'll be talking about travel's comeback and what that looks like in a post-pandemic world Weighing in on this, we have two experts from Spafax exploring what this means for creative production and targeted advertising to passengers. I'm joined by Jonathan Gilbert, VP Digital Content and Development. Hi, Jonathan. Hey, Jess. We also have Jean-Marc Thomas, Managing Director in Asia, based in our Singapore office. Hi, Jean-Marc. Hi, Jess. Okay, before we dive into our topics and questions, I always like to start off with a bit of an icebreaker. So my first question for you both today relates to our favorite topic at Spa Facts, which is in-flight entertainment. So what's the most unique thing you've watched or listened to on a plane?
1: Sure. I must say I've been watching a lot of things in the planes because I do travel a lot. Um, but I like to watch documentaries. And um, I came up, I saw a documentary like two years ago, two or three years ago about the 90s, which is the area when I grew up. It was quite fun, <laughs> quite uh, funny to see all of those different angles from the 90s, uh, like from the pop music to anything politically related, uh, quite fun and uh, very, um, very unique, because usually you don't have this type of content on board of the planes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a really like nostalgia. I grew up in the 90s as well, actually. I can uh, I can relate to that. And I love finding kind of just like that unexpected piece of content on the plane, you know. And what about you, Jonathan?
2: So um, I listen to a lot of audio in flights. I'm a big uh, music fan, I guess. So um, I've discovered a lot of new content on the plane. I guess uh, all of our content is always sort of curated by Apple Music and Spotify and and platforms like that. And um, I've just found a few gems like over the years. You know, I I like alternative music. So I've discovered a few bands um, before I'd really come across them anywhere else. So Jungle and Beach House, before they kind of hit it big, for example, just ones that kind of stick out in my memory. Um, I think it was like, you know, probably 3 a.m. on a flight, a night flight somewhere where I was listening to those. And um, yeah, it's just a great place to discover new music, I think.
0: Um, Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And actually, I've seen Beach House live, they're great
2: oh have you amazing yeah 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 i I can't imagine what it's like live it's it's so relaxed isn't it it's sort of like a really kind of chilled out kind of vibe so uh did, did you have deck chairs or something
0: super chilled out uh it was at the hollywood bowl which was like is like also an amazing venue so um yeah great experience overall So Jonathan, let's talk about travel's comeback from a brand perspective. We know that the pandemic has had an enormous impact on consumers' motivations when it comes to travel. Many destinations feel further away now than they ever have before. I know like for me personally, as a Canadian living in London, this is very much the case. Uh, Pre-COVID, you know, seeing my family was just a quick flight across the pond, but the pandemic has really changed my perspective on that distance and borders are suddenly much less permeable. And even now with the vaccine rolling out, like travelers are required to jump through a few more hoops if they want to leave the country. But I guess with that said, like we are seeing border restrictions beginning to ease with Europe recently reopening to US travelers. But the fact remains that many are still hesitant to travel. I think it's especially important for brands to connect with travelers and be thoughtful in their campaigns as it becomes a foreign territory for many, even those who used to travel frequently. From your perspective, Jonathan, how can brands inspire consumers to travel again?
2: So yeah, I think you're right. Our momentum as individuals and, and countries really has ground to a halt. Um, so it's a significant change in behavior that, that's gonna take time to evolve. Um, whether we as individuals return to all of our old practices remains to be seen. Um, you know, our motivations have changed. Our preferences have shifted uh, in terms of work and business and holidays. Our travel spheres are kind of shrinking, everyone's kind of traveling locally um and and trying to reconnect with family is the main the main sort of reason for traveling at the moment um and so that that kind of carefree world of travel advertising of the past is not the world we quite live in at the moment, so in terms of advertising, I think humor and heart are still really important to trigger people's emotions um but just calling people to new experiences isn't quite the right approach so for example, um, in the Inspired by Iceland campaign, uh, they should be focusing, or one thing they could focus on is that key selling point of a, a natural wilderness. You know, people want to go and uh, disconnect and recharge to escape safely. Um, so if you look at uh, just the data, for example, from Google, the number of searches for nearby outdoor activities are off the charts. So Iceland, for example, could entice passengers from Europe and America with a strap line that ties in with that. That motivation, like Land of the Wild, um, they've got such a beautiful sort of landscape, um, and you could compare that kind of that open wilderness roamed by animals with kind of uh, the visuals that we're seeing in cities at the moment of, uh, of these sort of vast empty boulevards. Uh, creates a nice visual juxtaposition that kind of has uh, resonance for people.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what do you think are the absolute key factors that will underpin successful travel marketing campaigns?
2: Well, I think um, travel in a post-pandemic world is now a harder sell. People need to see three things, really. And the first is kind of really about the product and the service. It's literally the hygiene factor. It's bringing health and wellness to the forefront and digitizing and streamlining operations um, and ensuring consumers can travel um, contact-free. They can enjoy contactless travel. The second is motivation. So all of our motivations, traditional motivations, have kind of been on a downward trend. So things like broadening your horizons or going on a cultural trip or taking a dream trip, trying something new. Those aren't things that people are really thinking about now. Um, But what we're seeing in in some of the data on Facebook and other platforms is is that it's all about resetting and relaxing and reconnecting. Um, It's about self-care and sort of trying to de-stress. family and friends, of course, and giving, giving people confidence and control that they can travel again. Um, so one way we've tried to do that, for example, um, is in a, a recent safety video we produced for Etihad, which reveals the destination of Abu Dhabi through the Louvre Museum, um, which is a beautiful, uh, serene kind of location. Um, and then we try to bring that sense of calm and relaxation and reassurance into the, the mood of the video. And then the third thing, I think, is is sort of seeing other people traveling. We have a herd mentality, I think. Uh, We like to follow what others are doing. If we see other people traveling, then we are likely to do the same. So in terms of uh, advertising and sort of content marketing, we should be focusing on working with influencers and people that, that people can relate to and show them back out in the world, sort of reconnecting with those key travel motivations. So again, that's something that we do in our TV production so in, in Business Traveller TV, we meet with uh, micro-influencers around the world and have them tell their personal stories about a destination. And then that brings a sort of a humanity to to the story.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those three things. I mean, that does sound really inspiring. It sounds like it will do the trick, you know, to inspire people to travel more. But the skeptic in me wants to say that consumers are still very much motivated by flight deals. Is there a way to combine creativity around brand awareness while still targeting the bargain hunting travelers, or does brand awareness trump deals at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think it's probably kind of the latter. So I think the travel industry as a whole has a lot of brand building to do. Reputations have been battered by COVID uh, across the board at the kind of the national level uh, and, and the kind of uh, the travel brand level as well. So if you're going to dig into your pocket to fly somewhere, particularly if it's for far away um confidence is really key let more so than deals um that's not because people don't want value for money they still do um they just don't always have the confidence to spend their cash and will fall back on sort of old and easy favorites perhaps uh, a trip that's nearby to, to a place they've been too many times for example so to break that cycle um travel brands need to be of service to people and show them how they can meet their goals um so deals shouldn't be the absolute focus right now i don't think um it's an important point, but selling the experience of travel is really is really key. It's almost like every traveler in the world has been reversing up the traditional marketing funnel, and they are only now just arriving at that kind of awareness stage. So that's really where brand advertising um, comes into play. Because if your consumers aren't thinking about you, they're not going to search for you when they need the product or service you sell. Um, and that's probably the single biggest predictor of whether or not they will purchase from you. Is whether or not they've already kind of pre-considered uh, considered what you have to offer. So without that kind of intent, you can't get that kind of purchase. Um, and so one of the things in, 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 in the in-flight space, particularly, for example, brand advertising is, is, uh, is almost the ideal format for an ad in the in-flight space. There's no better place really to reach people who want to travel than those that are actually already traveling uh, and intend to do so again. So it's, it may be not about immediate payoff. But about long-term brand rebuilding with people that already have the motivation to travel.
0: Right. And I think, you know, at the root of this more long-term approach you're talking about is the idea of gaining that trust back again with consumers. And that does take time. And so actually, it's quite reassuring to hear that brands will be focused on long-term brand building. But let's switch gears a bit and talk targeted advertising to passengers. Uh, mobile and social usage have increased significantly during the pandemic. So what role does mobile play in travel's comeback?
2: Yeah, I think mobile uh, has always been key, but it's uh, even more so now. Um, So I think travel campaigns and ads need to go further than they have before, get deeper into the consumer mindset and sort of deliver the right message at the right time to the right person, because our sort of our, our minds and our experience is kind of an influx in a way it never has been before so really being responsive is really important people are more likely to start the booking process on mobile than ever before Um, like you were saying social media has gone through the roof so creating travel inspiration on mobile is really key Um, content driven campaigns that tie into those motivations and let travelers explore remotely before they commit to a journey Um, I think in terms of going back to that brand building point You know, some of the traditional uh, sort of above the line media, uh, TV, streaming, in-flight, these are all good channels rebuilding your brand, but your creative should sort of live off there as well and be versionable and extendable, Um, spinning off the central concept and execution. You know, uh, tugging at people's heartstrings is important uh, and creating connections with non-valued travel brands is one way to kind of get through the noise, particularly if you deliver an unexpected moment that brings that destination to your doorstep. So. For example, we developed an augmented reality campaign for Heathrow Express, where we partnered with Studio Canal and Paddington Bear, who everyone loves, everyone loves Paddington, to tell the story of Paddington's journey home from New York. So Heathrow Express goes into Paddington Station, and so it creates a nice, warm, family-friendly kind of connection there. And so those kinds of entertaining humanized stories are key when embedding yourself back into the public psyche, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. And that project with Heathrow Express and Studio Canal is such a great example of how Spofax combine creativity, travel know-how, and brand partnerships.
2: Yeah, it was was really interesting to work on it, actually, because we're bringing together that kind of uh, much-loved kind of entertainment IP with uh, the travel and advertising uh, creativity, um, which is really a kind of a, a unique service in many ways. Uh, of of Sparfax so yeah it was a great project
0: yeah overall I think I was just really impressed actually with the creativity of our industry throughout the pandemic you had the Thai Airways stay home campaign uh, by Wonderman Thompson that uh, was that really stuck out for me actually and that's where the airline was handing out free air miles actually to members to stay home and actually stay within a hundred meter radius of their home
2: Yes. I mean, it's, it's it's difficult to try and when uh, when no one's really traveling to try and stay kind of top of mind and, and be of service to people. Um, but so many brands did do such a great job of, of trying to do that and being there for their customers. And, and I think that's a great example of doing that. Um, I mean, we also moved fast during the pandemic to try and meet the new kind of paradigm. So at Sparfax, we produce a magazine for Air Canada. And with no one flying, we knew we needed to reach and kind of reassure and surprise uh, our audience like never before. So. Um, that magazine which you'd normally find in a seat back we made sure that was delivered to, to loyalty members homes um, we also worked on a streaming entertainment project with air canada um, and a tech partner where we offered over 200 titles via an online platform there was a ton of canadian content on there and it was delivered to the air canada loyalty program uh, members at no cost as a, as a kind of a way to put the, the arms around the customer i suppose um so yeah, I think loyalty and being of service to the customer is, is paramount.
0: Absolutely. What a great campaign that was for Air Canada in partnership with Spafax and Cinesend and an industry first as well. Okay, so as we are seeing this significant increase in mobile, I think we will see that travel is becoming increasingly touchless along the passenger journey. Jean-Marc, can you talk to us about the increasing digitization of the passenger journey?
1: Absolutely. I think the contactless passenger experience had already started at the airports for a number of years already. But the pandemic has accelerated the adoption of the contactless technology in order to uh, minimize the spread of viruses and reduce the interaction between passengers and the staff. For instance, we had already seen that digitalization here in Singapore when the Terminal 4 at the Changi Airport had opened in late 2017. There are no customs, biometrics, you have face recognition, they're associating your flight ticket with your picture so the staff can recognize you. And you would have to check in your luggage by yourself on automated counters. So now uh, the airlines are also going through their own digital transformation and they are somehow uh, obligated to follow that trend uh, if they want the passengers to feel safe and secure uh, while using their airplanes, right? So already in 2020, uh, a number of airlines were prompt to react to the new norms, uh, such as Etihad, for instance, uh, using the same type of technology and principle as the ones I just described for the Changi Airport. Uh, Japan Airlines uh, started to use AI uh, to reduce food wastage using the data from pre-booking meals. Uh, Some other airlines uh, allowed the passengers to interact directly with the in-flight entertainment system using their own devices so you're not touching anything within the plane. And and lastly, a very large number of airlines have also removed all of the publications uh, that were on board and offer a digital version for the passengers when the hardware uh, was able to support those changes, obviously. Uh, We already started to work on that solution with the Singapore Airlines. Uh, We are proposing an onboard digital version of the entertainment magazine for the passengers uh, looking for more interactions and it's very it's complementary content to the in-flight uh, entertainment platform as well
0: mm-hmm. so what are some of the challenges airlines are facing
1: so i think that uh, airlines are facing lots of challenges uh, when it comes down to digital uh, they are very traditional in the way they are communicating with their passengers especially in the, the flights right so only the budget airlines pre-COVID had started to leverage on people's devices, so using the mobile phone, not because uh, just because sorry they uh, they did not have any backseat screens to entertain the passengers, so they had to use some other digital solution to allow them to communicate with the passengers. Now all of the airlines uh, have been through some kind of digital transformation over the last I would say sixteen to eighteen months. Uh, accelerated greatly by the pandemic and the new concerns from the passengers uh, are making the airlines fully digital right now so they have to leverage on people's devices there's no other choices
0: that's interesting that the low-cost carriers because pre-covid they were already transitioning that they're ahead of the game i guess compared to the other carriers but i'm sure they will catch up quickly Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess on the flip side of those challenges, um, is it opening up more brand partnership opportunities? I guess this kind of digital transformation the airlines are seeing.
1: Yes, uh, you're right, Jess. Those new platforms actually uh, will also create new inventory that will be engaging uh, for the consumers, right? So there is, I think there is an entire new ecosystem around uh, the e-commerce that will emerge from this pandemic, and digital transformation. Uh, I think this will enhance the experience the airlines will provide as well to the consumers. Uh, the passengers uh, were already leveraging on the uh, OTA, so the uh, online travel agents, uh, to their benefits pre-COVID. And I think they became even more tech savvy than ever before. I mean, who would have thought that everyone would know how to use Zoom A year and a half ago, when the conference calls were prevailing, right? Or how about ordering food delivery? So I I think it's the same for the airline. Now that they will be able to communicate along the entire travel with their consumers, with the passengers, uh, they will be able to propose uh, even more offers and more opportunities as well for brands and partnerships and advertising. Here in Asia, there's a very good example. Air Asia has already jumped again, and they are proposing not only flight tickets to their passengers on their digital platform or super app, as they like to call it, uh, but they're also proposing a lot of travel-related deals. They're even proposing e-commerce products such as food and food delivery, cosmetics, and they're even proposing uh, financial services. So this will definitely uh, provide the airlines with more opportunity to communicate with the passengers, get more data. As well, so they would understand the passengers much more and the customers much more, and eventually, I think they will be able to recommend personalized deals based on the data they have gathered, uh, and this will be very interesting then for a lot of brands, as they will be in front of the customers in a timely manner, right? Not just a randomly proposing products or services that will not be relevant. So to that extent, we, we are Spafax. We are now pushing and developing as well our own platform for advertisers to allow for this type of promotions to be in front of the passengers on uh, a timely manner. The airlines will be the main focus for that platform. And we have already uh, started to be looking at different partners in order to develop this uh, new tool for advertisers as well.
0: I see, yeah. So even though, you know, there are these challenges going on, it is also, I would say, a very exciting time for the industry. Is it fair to say that airlines have fully embraced the transformation, Jean-Marc? Or do you think they're more of in, you know, an experimentation phase?
1: I think a lot of airlines are only starting to recognize the need to be fully digital. And are indeed still in this experimentation phase, right? But the trends will become the reality of tomorrow. Uh, I think, for instance, the digital health passports might be imposed to all passengers in some form or another. And it will be a great opportunity for the airlines to leverage on people's devices to help them navigate those hurdles uh, of flying and traveling abroad. So any additional services around the journey will be greatly appreciated by the customers and can be definitely done easily easily. I'm saying that in between quotes, but easily by the airlines. And also, uh, the airlines, they will want to protect their staff and their crew as well, right? So, mm-hmm. they will want to limit possibly the interactions with the passengers to the minimum. And I think a smartphone can definitely do the job, right? Passengers can log in in uh, internet, purpose on the airplanes. They can place orders if they want to order food or, or duty free products. They can pay via their phones. Uh, or even browse content of the uh, in-flight entertainment. So they will have barely any contact with the crew. And I think this is something that the airlines had never thought about before. And that has been accelerated greatly with, with the pandemic, uh, obviously. We are working with a partner on those new type of features for uh, an Asian airline here in Singapore, with Scoot. And we are including few brands to partner with. So the airlines eventually can generate some additional uh, ancillary revenues. Uh, I think this is also a great opportunity for the airline to do so. I do not think it's an easy step for the airlines to embrace this digital transformation, especially for the ones who have not been exposed to the full digital capabilities prior to the pandemic. And and they never felt that they had to innovate so quickly uh, in order to stay competitive and relevant.
0: Mm Right. Definitely not easy, as you say, uh, for airlines, jean And it sounds like in this period of rapid change, airlines really need to be leveraging the right external partners who offer a range of digital solutions.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So we're just about out of time for today. But before we go, uh, I wanted to ask you both, where are you most looking forward to traveling once possible?
1: So I hope I can travel around the world again in a- just in a very safe way. And hopefully, without spending too many hours at the airport, I have just read an article saying that we might spend an average of two to three hours more at the airport in the near future, uh, due to the new constraints and all of the verifications that people have to go through. So I hope this will be solved digitally (laughs) very, very soon.
0: (laughs) Same. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, already it was like people were dreading that airport time. But Yeah, I agree. I hope it can all be like pushed ahead with these digital solutions. And what about you, Jonathan? Where are you looking forward to traveling?
2: Well, there's a a place I go to with my uh, family quite a lot, or used to go to quite a lot, in the L'Onde in France, which is uh, a lovely spot. It's sort of pine trees that lead down to the beach and these huge, wide, sandy beaches. um, And we like to go camping there. Uh, quite lo-fi low-tech kind of experience Um, and we go surfing you know during the day and uh, eat eat good food and just relax and enjoy the sun so that's what I'm planning.
0: Yeah that just that sounded like bliss actually.
2: What about you where are you gonna go?
0: um myself well as i said i'm i'm based in london and but i'm from canada originally and i haven't been back in two years now so i'm just really looking forward to get back and see family and friends well thank you both jonathan and jean marc for coming on today and thank you to all of our listeners we hope you've enjoyed the podcast if it spiked your interest And you'd like to find out more about the airline industry or SpaFax and the work we do, just head over to SpaFax.com. And if you've got any questions, you can always drop me a line at jessica.samet at SpaFax.com. We'll be back next time with more intriguing insights into the airline industry and beyond. Until then, take care and thanks for listening. Future Screen is a SpaFax Studio production.